Hey everybody, Chris here. Ben and I really enjoy doing this show and hope you all have as much fun listening to it as we do putting it together and recording it. After all, at the end of the day, we are all just fans who love this game. So we'd like to ask you a very simple favor. If you do enjoy the show, then please share it with a friend. And if you feel so inclined, share it with as many people as you like. Even in this technology-filled world, word of mouth is still one of the best ways to spread a message. Thank you all so much for listening, and please enjoy the show. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Ben and Chris Talk Football. I am Chris. I'm Ben. And we're here to bring you our opinions on the news, notes, and happenings from around the NFL. And Ben, Ben the Salmon strikes again in our pre-show warm-ups. If you listen to the last episode, you know Ben has to have a just reoccurring theme of ridiculousness during our warm-ups. Correct. Well, we got a good show for you today, folks. We have the NFL uh, attempting to expand the number of playoff teams as well as our defensive and free agent breakdown. And we continue our pre-free agency team-by-team breakdown with three more teams today. So, Ben, the NFL wants to expand the number of playoff teams in each conference to seven, up yep. from six. Yeah. And they want to have three wild card games yep. on wild card weekend. Only one team gets to buy. Yep. Apparently, there's some sort of compensation for being the buy team. Because apparently, before, buy teams didn't get paid. Like, the two top teams yes. didn't get paid. Okay. Because they didn't have a week, so they didn't get paid. Now they're going to get paid. I mean, I think that's fair. If there's going to be TV revenue for, for playing those games, just because you were good enough to not have to play. My problem's not with that. Oh, no, I, I, have, I have a huge problem with the structure in general. I think, I think it's ridiculous. It's, you're adding too many teams. Yeah. You're talking 15 teams now out of 32? 14, that's, 14 teams out of 32. About 14. Wow, yeah. Okay, there's my math skills. Out of 32 that are making the playoffs. Like it, It's supposed to be somewhat exclusive, I would think. But now you're adding two more teams. Like, what's what's to stop from adding two more other than, I think we went over this, oof, would have been a few months ago, um, how the playoff structure will work with adding more teams. Yes. I think 16, it doesn't, the math doesn't work out. So what's the next step? 18 then? Well, now you're more than half the league. I just don't, I don't like... Having the extra teams. Like, you're supposed to be good enough to make it. And this year we were close to having some bad records. Yeah, very bad. What it was, it was going to be the Rams. I believe it was the Rams and the Steelers were the last ones out. So those would have been your other, your your third wildcard teams, essentially. Yeah, and the thing is, too... Like you said, not not only are you adding a element of just being watered down, now it just doesn't make sense to me. Like you have your two buy your two buys in each conference. Yep. And then you have your your other two division winners who weren't good enough to be the buy teams. Yep. And you have your two wild cards, and they usually play some pretty good competitive games. For the most part, sometimes you get you get a route every now and then, you get an upset every now and then, but usually it's pretty decent. Now you're saying, because you're, there's a pretty clear drop off between the competitive teams and non-competitive teams normally. Oh, absolutely. Now you're saying, the second best team in a conference 
is going to play the seventh best team in the conference. Have home field advantage. That's not going to make for good football. I will pose this to you. Who was the number two seed in the AFC this year? I believe it was Kansas City, right? Who? So I just said the number seven team. Pittsburgh. How ugly would that game be? Exactly. How, how fun a game would that have been? Not at all. Everyone, like, there would have been, Eddie, A, gambling-wise, no one would have touched the game. No. Because you're not, you're not going to bet on the Steelers. And Kansas City, what's the point of making a bet on them? I'm not an expert, but looking at it from a non-expert point of view, it's a waste of time. So now you're just wasting the game. And it probably would have been the same um, on the other side. Uh, I think it was uh, Saints, right? Two seed? Yeah, it was the Saints. I think it was Green Bay. Was it Green Bay or it's the Saints? I don't um, remember, honestly. I should really know that, but I don't. And it would have been the Rams, who were, you know, they weren't in the position that the Steelers were in without their starting quarterback, but they weren't exactly world beaters. Right. Now, maybe they could have catch uh, Lightning in a bottle, but I don't I like this. I doubted the way they played all season. Yeah. I don't like this. No. This is strictly... It's a money grab. Money. It's a money grab. On both sides. That's all it is. It's money on both sides. It's, you're, you're packing, you're getting more TV revenue. Yep. And you're packing fans into a stadium and getting not only the, the gate revenue, but the merchandise revenue and everything that comes along with that for another game. That's all it is. This does not benefit the game, but doesn't better the game. Remember when they used to have the three conferences? Or not three conferences, three divisions in each conference. Before, yep. they, before they went north, south, east, and west, they just had uh, west, uh, east, central, and west, I believe. Yep. And you had your three division winners, and then I believe you had three wild cards. So I think it was the same. I think it was still six teams. Yeah, I think so because this has been like this since uh, 1990, and I with the six it. teams, right? But it was a different structure. It used to be, I think before, I think when it expanded to 32 teams, they had to change it. They had to change um, the number of divisions, and they did. But they kept the same playoff teams instead of having three divisions and three wild cards. You just had the four division winners and two wild cards. Which is fine. Yeah, totally fine. Because you're not affecting the number. I mean, most of the time, you're going to have a real good team in the division. That cream is going to rise at the top. But not in a situation where you're talking like we just said, two and seven. Those would not have been good games. This isn't a situation where you're looking at and saying, well, you can look at changing something and being like, oh, man, Dallas almost made it. They almost toasted the team like New Orleans. When Dallas had played so poorly down the stretch. Right. I don't think you should change that. If you're the home team or division winner, you're the home team. But I can understand people making that argument. How does a team so poor host a playoff game? There's no reason for these other teams, these lowly teams, to be in there. Because like you said, what's next? Is it, okay, 18? 20? Yeah, because 16 doesn't, the math doesn't work for 16. No. I've already broke that down. It doesn't work. So then you have to go... To 18. So now you're having more than half the league making a playoff. It's not, there's no exclusivity. It is clearly would be a money, even more a money grab at that point. To your point, extra game, gates. The, the, the same, players are on board because, A, if you have the bye week, you're getting paid right. to do nothing. Well, not nothing, but you don't have to play. And two teams in each conference that normally wouldn't make it are making it. It just, I, I just, ugh. It's it, the same it, thing it, with the 17-game season. And that's even Let's, that, let's even extend, worse. I know we weren't going to talk about this today, but let's extend it by one game. 
Why? Oh, and they're eliminating one of the preseason games. Yeah. Why? Well, again, a clear money grab. It's clear. Oh, but the the players can only participate. Each player can only participate in sixteen regular season games. Okay, great. So you, as a fan, just get unlucky enough to go to have tickets. You pay all that money for for a game to go see your favorite player, but then you decide an hour before game time. Oh, this is uh, this is the game they decide they're going to sit out so they can play the other ones and and have to get their sixteen. Wait a minute, what? No, I understand. If you buy, if you have a, if your team is good. And you're late in the season. You do run the risk of going to a game late in the season and not seeing all the stars play because right. they could be resting people. People get injured. That's a different story. I'm fine with that. That is what it is. I had taken as a Patriots fan. I had taken to the Week 17 game against the Dolphins this season. Turned out that was not so enjoyable for me for various reasons. But I wouldn't have sat there bitching and complaining. If Bill Belichick sat Tom Brady because they were already in the playoffs. Right. It's like, okay, I understand that. But if I go to a week eight game and they're playing whatever the worst team in the league is and they sit Brady, wait a minute. I don't even get to watch one of my favorite players play because of this stupid rule you can only start 16 because they had to up it for 17 so they can get more TV revenue, fans to pay more money. Now they went up the no, you're not you're not adding to the quality of the game. Baseball has this problem. And baseball I, has it worse. I love baseball. I'm not trying to dog baseball. I love I love the sport. I love the game. I love how it's played. I love the intricacies. But my god, there's too many games. 162. But they'll never lower it because even in a poor market, each game makes millions. Right. So like the, the 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 total revenue coming in is so great that it just negates the fact that your sport's dying. In football, you're going to come to a point where it's like I've been feeling over the past few years. Thursday night football is just a little too much. I love it. It's some of the worst football you will ever see. Well, you've had bad matchups, though, too. This year was not great matchups for the most part. I, but that's every year. Eh. There's been some good Thursday. Night I games. think you you if you want to sprinkle it in once a month, that's fine. But you're you're doing it every single week, and now you're doing you're doing um, games in London every year. You're doing games uh, multiple games in Mexico City every year. So you know what that's going to expand to, right? NFL in Europe, NFL in Mexico. So now you're brought you're you're trying to go you're trying to go. Worldwide, now right. you're expanding teams, and it's just I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, you know, I don't, I don't see that happening. I mean, I know what you're saying, but I, I think, I think if there's an football much differently than you know playing in Mexico and over in London, I think, I think that's dumb. I think you're you're completely throwing off your fan base, your primary fan base. You know, having a game at nine o'clock in the morning on Sunday is great if you're an early riser. If you're like a lot of the country and you want to sleep in on Sunday because it might be your one day to really relax. Let's face it. A lot of people are working Monday through Friday. Yep. Probably still doing something when they get home. Probably have projects and chores and stuff to do if they have kids, you know, sporting or events or whatever they do on the weekends. And Sunday might be your only day to relax. Right. And you want to watch your football. So you wake up maybe maybe around 10, 10, 30, have some breakfast, you know, get your, you know, prep for the game and watch the games. 
Now it's on at 9 o'clock. And if you're a fan of that team, you're going to miss your – you'd have to wake up on your one day off. Or if you go to church on Sundays. Absolutely. You go to church. Your team's playing at 9 o'clock yeah. in London, and you're you're out of luck. You're missing – I mean, you can DVR, but it's, it's no, there's no guarantee you're not going to hear spoilers or anything. All right. So it's – it's it doesn't make much sense to me. Thursday – I'm biased towards that. I've always enjoyed it personally. Yeah. And as somebody who used to work night shift for a very, very long time, that was a really, really nice treat on my Thursdays off before I went into work in my long weekend where I could go, there's football on tonight. All right. I'm going to miss most of the game Sunday because I'll be working. But I get to watch it tonight. That's great. I mean, but that was kind of a unique circumstance. So I understand what you're saying there, but I always enjoyed it. I just think you're just... It's just too much. It's too much adding. I know it's only two teams. I get that. And if people are going to say, well, you're making a big deal about two extra teams. Think about that matchup that would have been. Yes, both of them. Kansas City at home against Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh, who was either, they couldn't figure out between Hodges and Rudolph at one point. And you were going to have that game, and it would have been what? 48 nothing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it would have been something like at that. Halftime. And maybe we have a different different narrative the entire playoff. Who knows how it would go if this setup happened this year. And I just I find it unnecessary. No, it's totally unnecessary. I'm not a fan of it. But you're just trying to get an extra gate. That's all you're oh, doing. It's a money grab. It's a cash grab. That's it. That's it. It's a league that makes billions of dollars in revenue a year, needing just a little bit more from their fans. Say, why don't why don't you know? Why don't you give us a little bit more sometime? Why don't you not charge us an arm and a leg to go watch a game? I'd be fair. Like, I mean, I'm, I'm fine. I'm fine with paying to go see a game, but I mean, when you get to the stadium and for any kind of decent food, you're talking fifteen to twenty bucks. Right. And if you know, like, I I. Or my girlfriend this year had a great time with her, no problem there. But you spent all the money on the tickets, and then a hotel room for the weekend to be out there, and then food, and then an Uber back and forth to the stadium because it's a madhouse. It almost want, as much as a fan as, as I am. There was a part of me as I'm sitting there watching that game, going, "I could just be back in my house right now, sitting on my couch, without sixty thousand people around me, just." relaxing and then get up and go do anything else I had to do when I'm done. Right. And for those people who have the same kind of thought process, some of those people are going to start kind of shying away from the game a little bit, or at least spending a lot of money on it. People don't like these blatant cash grabs. People don't like it when everybody's, Hey, you give us so much already. We're so financially stable. We make so much in revenue. But we want we want another game in between here and there, so we're going to charge you a little bit more. Come on out and watch this game. No, it's not going to. I mean, you don't have to, obviously. No, you don't. You don't. But but it's still. If you want to go, you want to experience Patriots live. Whatever your team is, whatever. Live. Yeah. And, and I'll expand this to some teams, i.e., Washington Redskins. Charge their fans to go to training camp. Some teams, like the Patriots... Well, they can't seem to get them into the stadium for an actual game, so they right. apparently have to. But the Patriots don't. 
Now they they only hold certain days that are open, like most teams, but they don't charge for training camp. You you can go in and come in as free as you want, and that just and that saddens me for the rest of the league that anybody who has to pay for something as something as simple as is training camp or you don't get any I don't think you do you don't get any sort of discount at training uh, um, uh, preseason games I don't think there's a discount right it's just I don't think so I know preseason games are cheaper in general but not as cheap as they but no not as cheap as they should be because they're garbage games and now they're and now you know what they're going to do right they're going to jack up the price on the playoff games and they'll make it very cost prohibitive for someone to go to the game. And that just, that's just not good for me. I looked this year, I've looked every year out of curiosity, what the lowest price Super Bowl ticket was. And I'm not, I'm not going to get any numbers because what I'm about to say will give away a little bit about my financial situation. <laughs> the lowest, the lowest priced Super Bowl ticket that sold. We're not talking through a third party dealer, we're talking from the NFL. I could have paid my mortgage for six months. That's disgusting. You're going to charge fans that much to go watch a game. That's just for the ticket, right? That's just the ticket. You're not counting the plane. Oh, there's no, that's no plane. That's no food. No, it's no hotel. Cause you know, all that's inflated also transportation, anything that's to walk in the door. Not that, that doesn't include any of the, the two weeks of events leading up to it. All right. Have uh, you been to how many Super Bowls? Nine? Nine, yeah. How many did you go to? None. How many did I go to? None. And I'm a diehard fan. I don't miss a game. I, I don't care how badly they're playing. I sit through and I watch it. I, I, I always have been, even before they were good. I will be years from now when they're terrible again. That's just how the cycle goes. I don't I don't care. But I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not paying that much money. No. Every time I went to the game... No food. I mean, we had food afterwards uh, at one of the bars. But inside a stadium, not a chance. One time I bought something from the merch store. One time. The only thing I bought was, last time I went, I got um, me and my girlfriend and I, we got some chicken tenders and fries. And luckily, she's a very light eater <laughs> because I only had to get one order and we could share it. I got that and I got just a hot, uh, each a hot cocoa because... It was, I don't know, probably about 15 degrees that day. Right. And uh, she's not she's not a big fan of the cold. And I think just the tenders and two hot cocos came to over 20 bucks, 25. And I'm like, I mean, this is this is $6 at, at the most worth of food in any grocery store you go to. Yeah. And I understand people can say, well, you you know, and I knew, I knew what I was walking into. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not going to sit here. I'm not trying to get in a soapbox and complain about it. I'm just saying, like. There's going to be a point where you jack up the prices so much and you have so many blatant cash grabs, people just kind of turn away from it and go, eh, I'm good. And now you're just getting the, the, the corporate people who are maybe getting the tickets uh, comp. Yeah, not, they're not paying attention. They're not, they're not cheering for their team. I mean, I don't know. This doesn't – I think it's a bad move. Uh, maybe it will end up working out and it will be great. Who knows? But And it's funny too because I'm a fan of – I love football. Yeah. I always want more football when it's over, but I want good football. Don't don't throw a lamb to the slaughter with throwing the seventh team to the second team 
and saying, "Oh, we're giving you more." Not really. And you can't, you can't, you can't have the thought process where you had this year, where you literally probably were close to having. If everyone stayed decently healthy, you could have had seven, eight teams in the NFC who were legit favorites. Oh yeah, for sure. But you know, as we know in football, um, attrition is is the big thing. Is how who is going to last at the end of the season? And then it melted away to where you really had. I mean, you wouldn't count the Seahawks at the end of the year because they ran out of running backs. So it came down to like three, right. four teams at the end. It it's, I just don't, I just don't like it. No, I don't like it either. I think it's, I think it's, uh, like you said, it's a money grab, and it's not. I don't think it'll end up creating some any real good football. But, anyways, moving on to our next topic, we have the defensive and free agency breakdown. It's a really, really, really overcrowded position at free agency. A lot of talent. There's no way all these guys get paid. I don't. I don't think so. And I. I just. These are the highlights. There is a lot of other players. A lot of them are no namers, but there are some ones that have names to them, but they're not as talented as they used to be. You got Jadavian Cloudy is the highlight. Now, some people might have a adverse opinion of Jadavian Cloudy because sometimes he plays when he wants to play. But he is highly talented. He is very athletic. I think he is one of three people on this list. Four people. One of four people on this list, I guarantee, will get the money they're going to be asked for. Oh, just on name recognition alone, Clowney will get paid. Yeah. It, yeah. I like Dominican Sue a few years ago when he wasn't really putting up huge numbers, but he just had such a presence from being the first overall pick that fact, he got a huge contract. In fact... Um, Real soon, we're going to find out where I put them on what team. Uh, the other ones, I think Chris Jones is going to get his money. Uh, oh, he's going to get a lot. Yeah, he's going to do good. When I get to the Chiefs, I'll have to see how the money figures out. But my instinct is, is somehow the Chiefs are going to make it work. He was such a factor in the Super Bowl that, and he is 26 years old, you just can't say. Thanks for the ring. Have a nice day. Because Well you can if, if you can, but if you're gonna if you're gonna pay somebody, it's gonna be him. He's like on maybe on the level, not maybe not exact level, but somewhere near Aaron Donald. That disruptive. You could pay that kind of person. I could see that, yeah. And add, but, uh, how are they end? gonna do that and then pay Mahomes too? You could you could pay both. Yeah. It's the uh, it's the ancillary pieces at that point. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, they can, they can pay you, those guys, but who else are they going to have? Yeah, right. That's that's where your problem's going to become. Uh, Let me guess. Your other one of the other guys you think is going to get paid? Eric yeah. Armstead. Yes. Yeah, he's going to get good. He's going to yeah. Not in San Francisco. No, I don't think so either. They have way too much talent coming up that, that off the books. You have to make a decision yeah. on who you're going to pay and who you're not going to pay. And I think the other one's a little, a little bit of a giveaway. So you got Clowney, Jones. Yep. Armstead. Leonard Williams? Uh, I mean, like, Bank. He'll get money, but not like Bank. I gave it away last episode, actually. Yeah, I don't know. A Yannick and Jaku. Oh, okay. Because I, I gave him... Because we had Jacksonville last last episode. That's right. He's going he's gonna to get his money. Leonard Williams will get money. He's not going to get the money that he thought he was going to get. 
It, I mean, Leonard Williams is a top five pick, uh, I believe. Uh, and he is just not produced like you should have. Oh, uh, Yannick, no, no. Yannick Njaku is 25 years old. He is young enough. He's still on the up upside of his career, where if you pay him, you will see the production. And like I like I um, pointed out last episode, where they're going to deal Calais Campbell, that money is going to be reinvested in Yannick and Jaku, and then you'll have him and Josh Allen, who they drafted last year, mm-hmm. so still on his rookie contract, will be your edge guys. Obviously, they'll have to worry about the middle. Eric Armstead, I haven't found a place for him yet. I will find a place for him eventually. And J.B. and Cloudy, we're going to get to him soon. Is there any one of those other ones that interest you at all? Not really. I mean, not for the money they're going to be asking for. I mean, these are all good players. But, I mean, besides the players you mentioned, there's Ezekiel Ansah from uh, Seattle. Who had a bad season. Yeah, he and he's, 30, he's on the uh, wrong side of 30. Doesn't mean he can't be a good player still, especially at his position. But you're seen much differently as a 25-year-old going to free agency than a 31-year-old going to free agency. That's just the facts. If he if he if he was realistic about his money, you could think of San Francisco saying, "Okay, we know you can only play end, and we'll have to rotate our guys in the middle." But now you instead of you're, you're going to subtract Eric Armstead. Maybe you add a Ziggy Onset. Yeah, as, as a and cheaper. Now you have a nice cheaper alternative. You have your rotation yeah. still going on. Uh, Leonard Williams. He's going like to sign with. He's, he's going to sign with the Giants. You're not giving up that draft pick. To no, just let him go. Uh, Shaq Lawson. I mean, he's not. I, I don't. I don't see it. I don't see him being a big. You know. And they're not going to pay him. No, I don't. I just don't see him being a big enough playmaker to justify that contract. That's we're not talking about if these guys are good players or not. They're all these are all extremely talented players. We're talking if you're a franchise, do you pay that stud linebacker? Do you pay that stud corner? Do you pay the receiver? Or do you pay one of these guys? Do you cut person X, Y? Exactly. Do you restructure your quarterback's contract so you can fit him in? No. We got uh Derek Wolf. And out of you notice what I put there, right? Yeah, two injuries. Two out of the last three seasons, yeah, yeah. and this season, one of them was this season. I mean, he's not. He's gonna get. He's gonna get a very low. He'd probably get a one year deal somewhere. Honestly, as a show me, you can stay healthy deal, and that'd be another player to replace Eric Armstead in San Francisco. Because you can get him probably on the cheap, relatively on the cheap. Super Bowl experience, absolutely. Yep, and I mean, like I said, cheap. He's only going to be thirty, and good player when he's on the field. Just. Can't seem to stay on the field. Vic Beasley. Uh, when your team, when your team, I, even though they have cap issues, yeah. When your team, like one of the first days after the Super Bowl, they were not upset about not being able to moving keep on him. from him. No. Yeah, yeah. They were. They were. Oh, we're sorry, Vic. Later. Thanks for the thanks for the memories, Vic buddy. Needs to, Vic needs to take one of those pillow contracts and see if he can prove himself. Robert Quinn. Dallas isn't going to be able to afford to sign anybody besides uh, besides Dak. So he's gone. He'll be somewhere else. Yeah. Where I don't know, and you know, whatever. And then, yeah, that's the last guy on the and list then, that we didn't mention yet. So and yeah. then the two that I can think of on the top of my head that I didn't add, uh, Indominus Sue and Michael Bennett, but they're up there. One thirty three, one thirty four. 
And Dominican Sue's got a little bit more because he's a big body. Maybe he can morph into that. I don't want to say Ted Washington, but form into that defensive tackle that can suck up ta- uh, suck up blockers. Yeah, well, the problem with like what you said with Sue is when he, he had that size, but he also had the speed he had in his youth, he was dangerous. Right. Now now he's that big, and he can't move nearly what he used to, how he used to move. So it's, okay, I mean, maybe, now you're just a big guy. I hate to say it. Maybe he does need to turn into Ted Washington. Yeah. And remember how big Ted Ted was. Oh, Teddy got big. Teddy was a big one. Teddy got a big boy. Teddy was bigger than, than Sue Bird. Yep. But, and, and Michael Bennett, I don't know what he is right now. Maybe he goes on a team. He's got to go on a team that has a base 43 defense, and that's four down linemen, three linebackers. You put him on a 3-4, he's useless. One thing you know about Michael Bennett, if he's not happy in his situation, he will let you know why it's your fault. Correct. Well, no, except for New England. When he left New England, he didn't leave on bad terms. No, but he did do a whole lot of, I wasn't happy, I wasn't happy. But in fairness, you're right, he didn't bash him or anything. True. Isn't it funny how... Everybody talks so badly about Belichick and what a jerk he is and all this stuff. But then when all these trouble, problem-causing players, and I say that in quotations, come to New England and leave, all they can say is how much they love that guy. Where does What does Randy Moss usually talk about? God, how great, how much he loves Belichick. Uh, where did he start his career, though? Uh, Minnesota. Yeah, for a long then time. Then he went to Oakland. They had no idea what to do with him. Right. Came to New England, got his career resurrected. It's, it's to the point, he gushes over Belichick to the point where even as a Patriots fan, I'm like, okay, Randy, that's enough. It, and <laughs> you have to think, if he didn't have that stint in New England, is he in the Hall of Fame? I don't know, man. That's, that's a, that is a... Because they had said, people had wrote him off. They said his career was dead. Now, I, I think I think he would have been borderline. I don't think he would have gotten as quickly as he did. Right, he was the first, for, first year, right? I believe so. But he wouldn't. I think he would have. He would have been in eventually because he he did some incredible things in Minnesota, and then he went to Oakland and he was pretty much not he, the same player. He would have been like T.O. Yeah. How many years did T.O. have to wait? More than he should have. Right. T.O. should have been first year. Yeah. Because you should be you should be taking away the the BS and what he does on the field. Yeah. Same with Randy. Randy had his issues. He did, had the. Um, the pants, no, the pretend pants celebration in Green Bay when he was with Minnesota. Minnesota. I thought that was funny personally, but it was. And then the the, the infamous <clears throat> straight cash, homie. <laughs> I still use that whenever somebody asks me how I'm going to pay. <laughs> if I'm at a restaurant and like I'm with a group of friends, yeah, and there it is, it's like it's like oh, I only have a card. I don't have a card. How are you paying? Straight cash, homie. There you go. There you go. Some of them get it and they laugh. Other people are like, "Why are you talking like that?" Yeah, it's Randy Moss. Like, don't worry about it. It's inside. It just, it's just, just don't worry about it. Well, sir, time to go. Move on to. We're gonna move on to one of the worst organizations in the history of the NFL. Of, uh, I'd, I'd argue sports in general, organized sports worldwide in That's general. A fair, fair argument. And that is, of course, your Cleveland Browns. So where, do you, where do you start? This team. Where do you start? Well, first off, they I mean, the them. uncrowned champions from last year, the Cleveland yeah. Browns. How'd that work out for them? Not good. Uh, I don't think they made the playoffs, so not so great. <laughs> I yeah. am not. I'm not a scientist. You can't win the Super Bowl if you don't make the playoffs. That is true. Yeah. That is a factual so, statement. So I'm, I'm going to put that out there and let criticism be damned. So we have some interesting free agents. Uh, they have $45 million under the cap. Okay. Um, 
Greg Robinson is technically a free agent. <laughs> now, why is that funny, oh, Chris? Oh, because he thinks he's Pablo Escobar. <laughs> For anybody who doesn't who doesn't realize or uh, doesn't you know follow NFL news, which is understandable because it can be a little ridiculous at times. Uh, he was busted, Greg Robinson, that is, at the border of the United States and Mexico with 137 pounds of marijuana. Oh, just a little bit. Now, I don't know all of the marijuana laws across the country. I'm going to guess that's a smidge over the legal limit. Well, well, he is being held at uh, one of the charges, I believe, is trafficking. Yeah, so that's I, not good. Which I think is fair because that is a little much. What do you think his thought process was? If we can't play good enough to win a championship, we'll just I'll just bring enough weed so the entire city can get high and think we won a championship. I mean, that's that's really it's got to be it. I mean, come on. Well, well, what are you thinking? It's funny because they were the the city of Cincinnati and Cleveland were trying to get laws passed uh, so they could get uh, medical marijuana being Cincinnati Bengal and Cleveland Brown fans. It was rejected, of course. Because that's stupid. But maybe that was his thought process. Is that it was going to pass and he was going to be all good. And now he can sell, make money. Or he doesn't He doesn't think he's going to get that fat contract that he might think he's going to get. Because he's a first round pick. Yeah. He was ta- super talented coming out of the draft. He ain't gonna, I don't think he's going to get much. And uh, they also. Yeah, he's going he's gonna to get 5 to 10. That's why. Well, yeah. Now, before <laughs> when I did this, he wasn't under arrest. Now that he's under arrest, I don't know if he's going to get this. What do you? He goes into the DA thing and he's in a contract negotiation. I'll do uh, three to five. Uh, you'll do you'll do twenty to life. <laughs> uh, the other big free agents is uh, Demarius Randall. I, I don't know how that catches you. Rashad Higgins. Yeah. Uh, Schobert, the inside linebacker, he was the lead tackler on the team. He's starting middle linebacker. I mean, that's that's not nothing. I mean, tackling's important. Yeah. And then uh, Kareem Hunt's an RFA, so he's basically stuck because nobody's going to give him a fat contract. I'm so surprised he, he wasn't Robinson's wheelman, but whatever. Right. <laughs> so he's just going to get a restricted free agent contract, blah, blah, blah. Uh, interesting moves I have. I did initially have them signing Greg Robinson. I mean, they still might. You never know. They may happen. might might. It just might not cost. Yeah, it's nearly not going to cost what they thought it would. I have them signing Rashad Higgins. I thought about moving. He wanted to go elsewhere, but he's been there for a while. I think he might just yeah. stay. Now this has been contested online. I think they're going to cut Olivier Vernon, but I'm read. I read a couple places that it looks like he's going to be on the team. But he didn't do nothing as far as impact on the game. No. And any any Browns game you watch, you never hear his name. Right. And you could pay you could free up fifteen point five million dollars to pay Jadavian Clowney. Ugh. Yeah. I got Jadavian Clowney going to the, to the Cleveland Browns. His his super deal with the Cleveland Browns. I think, I think they're no, no. stupid enough to do it. Oh, they're stupid enough to do it. I think they're stupid enough to do it. Never underestimate how dumb the Browns can be. But I 
Ugh. No. Yeah. No, no, no. Yeah, that's 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 the big that's the big move they're gonna make. I think. If that is, then they're six and ten again. Yeah, they might. They uh um, because they're talking about they're they're already talking about how I don't think Beckham's gonna be there by the time the year starts. I haven't really thought about them trading him. I didn't think that that a season after they traded for him that they would move him again. It is on the, the table. Giants traded him a year after they signed him that, that big contract. But it disturbs me that they would trade because if they want to, if they are trying to do it just to free up money, the move is a little bit of Vernon because that's fifteen point five off the books with zero dead cap. Oh, you definitely you do that too for that's sure. That's the move to make. And you know, all my moves accumulate with them still having. Close to $18 million in free cap. Which frees them up to, if they want to do something else, they want to make a trade during the season, or they see something next year they want to do that they want to improve the team on. Plus it saves some money for when they have to pay Nick Chubb. Or, and Baker Mayfield. Yeah, unfortunately they're going to have to pay Baker, Baker Mayfield. Yeah, and even though he probably won't win anything until he realizes that he doesn't have to throw every pass 70 yards downfield, they're still going to pay him because he's the face of the franchise. Exactly. And Chubb isn't going to be cheap. Chubb? If I'm well, Chubb was a second-round pick, wasn't he? Or is he also a first? They had two firsts that year, Chubb, right? Chubb was a first-round okay. pick. Okay, yeah, okay. And, they had two firsts. And, God, I have the feeling if you just if you put, you put me on the chair right now, true serum, Chubb's not signing a long-term contract with the Cleveland Browns. I wouldn't if I were him. That's just my feeling. He won't say it. It's nothing that he said or no information I've gotten from any any uh, reports online. Just my gut instinct tells me he's a competitor. He, he does his job. He stays keeps his head down. He never said anything during the season between how the offense was running and Kareem Hunt taking some of his uh, carries. He didn't say nothing. I just think when the time comes, he's just going to say, thank you, but no thanks. I'm moving on. Yeah, I would if I were him. Because he's going to, he, like you said, as long as he stays healthy, he's going to get a massive contract when his five. Because the Browns will pick up his fifth year. Yeah. Without a doubt. So he'll have five years in Cleveland, and he'll go somewhere else, and he'll get a massive contract. And he'll probably be good for a few years because that's the late span of a running back. And then he'll start struggling to go downhill, but you know, hopefully for his sake, he gets to go to a competitor. Hopefully, I, just, I, don't, I don't see Cleveland. Be, I saw nothing from Baker Mayfield last year, and I, I don't. I know I I, I I criticize Baker a lot because I do think he's talented, but he he showed me nothing. I think it's fair. Honestly, I think it's fair to criticize him that much. If you have that much talent, you came out of a system in college that was very offensive structured and a high-powered offense, and they are trying to translate that that offensive set to you and the pros, and you're not able to do it, you are the reason. And to be clear when I say that, it, it's not a matter of, oh, he had a drop-off from his rookie season. Because I, we're, we said the same thing with like a guy like Lamar Jackson, where it's he was dominant this year, but people could catch on, people could learn – you know, some of his moves and, and what he does in certain situations adapt to him, and he might not be as effective if he'll have to alter some things he does. Right. So it isn't a matter of just a, a, adapting to a player and having to have them 
develop a new play style or just you know tweak this or tweak that. This is a matter of Baker. If you watched him, there was no intangibles. There was just nothing that it factor just wasn't there. He looked like all of his fundamentals had just, instead of developing them from his rookie year and showing he could do more, he just looked lost out there half the time. The the problem I see, and this is a bad, not a bad uh, translation, but it's bad for him. If he has the same kind of development that Johnny Manziel had, Ugh. because Johnny Manziel did everything in the pros off pure athleticism. It worked at Texas A&M. It didn't work in the NFL. No, not at all. The Big 12, where Baker played at Oklahoma, there is no defenses. Especially when he played, there was absolutely no defenses. He did everything on athleticism. He had playmakers. If he's going to rely on that, he's in trouble. He is in serious trouble. And you could have next if, – if they fall out of place next year and they're looking at fourth place, third place, they'll have to take a long look at the next offseason when that fifth-year option – uh, uh, date comes around. Are they going to pick it up? Probably. As long as he doesn't completely regress and do being Johnny Manziel, I think they will pick it up because as much as I'm giving him crap, I, I, I don't see him being that bad. I think he is better than he's playing based on what we saw his rookie year. But that's only because it's 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 a tale of two seasons. Yeah. This season, this past season was not great. His rookie season, he was phenomenal. Right. Who are you? You're gonna we're gonna come out this third season now, Baker. This is a make or break year. Yeah, it is. We're gonna find out who you are. Now, I only say they might resign him still because if he comes out the next year and has a decent season and shows flashes again, this is a team that is so desperate to have that guy, that 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 star. The, the the face of the franchise, which again should be Nick Chubb, but I'm I'm going to get off that soapbox. <laughs> that they're going to say, all right, you can do it, you'll develop, and they may give him an extension right there. Look at look at what the Rams did. Jared Goff is not a franchise quarterback, not a chance, and they broke the bank on him. They crippled their franchise for the next decade because of Jared freaking Goff. And it's not even anything to do with the whole Sean McVay telling him what to do up until 10 seconds left in the the play clock. It's just the way he plays. Like, you look at the guy, you're not like... He has astounding talent around him. Yeah, when you had had all-star receivers, or all-pro receivers, excuse me, wrong sport, uh, a great offensive line and the best running back in football, yeah, you were a pretty good quarterback. The minute you didn't have all of that, you couldn't improvise. You had nothing. Right. But the Rams, oh, he's our guy. He was the number one pick. Okay. And the Browns will do the same thing. It'll probably be at the cost of Nick Chubb, sadly. Yeah. That, unfortunately, that's what it's going to be because they're not going to be able to eat. Like, the only upside about the um, Odell Beckham Jr., and I'd have to look into it, is how much dead cap they would incur, which I don't think it would be much because any uh, – Guaranteed money would be paid out by the Giants. 
So they it can't be a whole lot. But you have two talented receivers. You have a very talented tight end if you can keep him on the field. Baker. You, uh, you have one of the best running backs in the game. You got lucky with Kareem Hunt that, A, you were able to get him, and, B, he hasn't done anything stupid yet to get his rear end toss off the field. You have some talent in this in the defense. You should be a you should be a playoff team. You should have been better than the Steelers. I'm sorry, you should have been better than the Steelers. A lot better. Even with Roethlisberger, they should have been better with the Steelers. It's a sad organization, and it started with one guy. So we have to see. Oh, how, Freddie Kitchens. Yeah, Freddie yeah. Kitchens. So we'll have to see how the new head coach works. The new GM, you new know, everything. You know, we're doing this. We're doing this in draft order. Yeah. And I'm looking at, at the list here. And I'm like, oh, the Browns. A failure of a head coach and, a, and an organization that's run poorly. All right, cool. We'll talk about another team next. And that'll be better. And then I see it's the Jets. And I'm like, nope, I'm going to stay angry. All right, cool. All right, you ready? Let's, let's uh, folks, if you're eating right now, we apologize. You may want to pause it, finish your meal, and then resume. Uh, we're talking about the Jets. It's going to be gross. Yeah, it is. But all right, they have like fifty-three million dollars in space. Yeah, I'm sure they're spending on Adam Gaze. All right, they um, they have two offensive linemen that are free agents. That one of them, they they're going to resign their left tackle. You need to you need to have your production. Yeah, if you're going to pay Le'Veon Bell all that money, absolutely. <laughs> Uh, their center, I think, is going. They're going to let him go. He's starting to age to the point where he needs to retire. Ryan Anderson, Robbie Anderson, I'm sorry, is a free agent. Is Ryan his brother? Yes. Okay. Who is not a free? Who is not a free agent? He's not in the NFL. Okay. Uh, Robbie Anderson, free agent, will not be resigned. No, he's going to go somewhere where they actually use his talents. Didn't I um, put him somewhere else already? I haven't seen that yet. Thought I did. Not on the sheets I've gotten. Um, Robbie Anderson is a talented receiver, very talented, and they have not utilized him at all. And somebody will. Uh, someone else is going to pay him. Demarius Thomas is a free agent. He's going somewhere else. Actually, I already had him going to Arizona. I think it was. He might even retire. Honestly, there's a chance. There's a chance. Uh, they got a couple defensive players, um, a corner, a defensive end, a linebacker. They'll sign him for. Numbers, there's small numbers. Minimums. Yeah, yeah. They're, well, not, maybe not minimums, but smaller numbers. Their big move, Amari Cooper. Oh, I hope so. Oh, nothing? As, okay, I'm sorry. I know we're trying to be unbiased, I, I, but, I, okay. And they're going to put on my fan helmet here for a minute. I would love nothing more than to see the team I like, like less than any other team in football sign the most overrated player in the free agent pool. So he can go there and disappear for 14 games a season. And just to snapshot into my draft prediction a little bit, they're going to double up and go receiver first. Which would just be... Just just so you know, Chris. That they're going to... Adam, Adam Gase will come out and see how they're trying to improve the defense. <laughs> but that's... And, and surprisingly, after everything they do, they're going to have like just under $10 million left. In uh, cap space. 
But then they'll have to do other moves to make the team, make the fill out the roster and all that jazz. But you know, the best thing they could do for their team to make it better at fire Adam Gase. fire their lousy, lazy, bus tossing, never want anything anywhere coach Adam Gase because he is <laughs> a it, he is bad for that team. Oh, he yeah. does nothing but blame the players. And I'm not I'm a football fan. I don't like the Jets on the field. But as a football fan, that's a very loyal fan base. It is. And they deserve better than to have their head coach ripping on their players. It's like, no, how how, how can you, as, as the owner of the Jets, sit there and look at that guy and go, he's the best we can do? Really? There wasn't a homeless guy who needed a job? No. No, there wasn't. God. Anybody but Adam Gase. He's awful. Now... If I'm the Jets, sorry. Sorry. if I was, sorry. yeah, take me down now. I'm exploring contract discussions with one Jamal Adams. Oh, sure. Yeah, you want to resign him. But you need to give it. Unfortunately, they're predicting a six-year, $88 million contract for Jamal Adams. You might need to go above that because he might have the uh, little little chip on his shoulder. Oh, when they tried to trade him? When they tried yeah. to trade him, when they told him they weren't going to trade him, and then they tried to trade him, and all the reports came out, and he had a big tip between him, the GM, the head coach, and it's just... Yeah, they're going to have to go way over the top to get Jamal Adams. So, there's a chance. At some point, you might see him traded because they just can't work out a deal. But, if I'm them, I try to make I try, try to make it work because he wants to be... Let me be clear about this. He wants to be in New York. Right. Which is a strange concept for me. But he does. Hey, New York New York's a really cool place. I think I mean, if, I, if I had that kind of if I had that kind of money and I could, you know, like afford to live there and, yeah. and, and, and it wasn't you know, the caliber of finances that guy like Jamal Adams has and will have, it'd be great to live there. I'm representing so being him. with the Jets, though. Oh, that that sucks. Yeah. Goes down with the Giants. But he wants to, which is strange. And honestly, the the Giants, as we went over, I think it was uh, two episodes ago, they actually could use a free safety. But they're not going to get him. I don't we know. Got, we, got, we got a lot more here on the Jets, or? No, I just... They're going to sign Amari Cooper. That's the big, that's the big move they're going to do. It's, and, and it's not going to pay off. It's probably going to be one of the worst contracts ever signed in history, because they're going to think this is what this, this is what's going to happen. If they if they sign Amari Cooper, the Jets fans are going to be this this groundswell of we have the AFC East, and by November they'll be out of the playoff race. Robbie Anderson is a more talented receiver than Amari Cooper. And you're going to let him walk and yep. pay Cooper five times as much to come yep. in and not perform. Yep. So yep. congratulations yep. on your apparently Super Bowl ring. I don't have to tell you, man. It's it's. I do. I Fire would rather Adam I would rather pay Robbie Anderson. Absolutely. Two things are against Robbie Anderson. To your point, they don't know how to use him, and they're going to see the new shiny toy and they're going to say, "Ooh, oh yeah, Amari Absolutely. Cooper. He's going to be in the market. Dallas isn't going to pay be able to pay him, and." This will be perfect, and then we'll, we'll we'll pair him up with our stud t- tight end that we are unbeatable if he's on the field. 
unbeatable. Yeah. So said Sam Darnold, professional Ghostbuster. All right, moving on. Our third and final team for today, the Las Vegas Raiders. Interested to see, because I have, I have a few opinions here on who's going to end up signing with this team. Okay. So I'm very curious as to what you think, and then I'll give you my point oh, of view. Oh, I'm doing, I'm doing some work. All right, well, okay. Well, it's, uh, what do you got? So they have 54 in cap space, okay? They need some, they need some players. So their free agents are very minimum. They have a corner, uh, Carl Joseph, the strong safety is a free agent. Compton, the inside linebacker, is a free agent. Morrow, the outside linebacker, free agents. They'll sign three of those guys for small dollars. Nothing big. They got a couple of rookies, uh, I think, the past couple of years at cornerback, though. So they're good there. The big move is Derek Carr, right? Is he going to be on the team? Is he not going to be on the team? No, he's not. Uh, he, I'm trading him. And we went over this already because we already did the Colts, right? Yes. So I got him moving the Colts for the 34th pick in the draft. And that's going to free up 16.5. Two big moves after that. Phillip Rivers is going to Las Vegas. Okay, I already called that. I want to, I want to point that out. I know you did. Okay. I know you did. Okay. I'm like, as that's soon as I, I was going to be what I was going to be my uh, – what I was saying, how I have a few players who I think are going there. He was one of them. When I was doing this and I'm going down, I'm like, I'm like, oh well, Philip Rivers. I'm like, wait a minute. Oh, that's right. Chris Gruden loves him. And that's the other thing is like I remember you saying that. And I'm like, yeah, he he's right on that. And second, they have the money for him. Second move, Robbie Anderson. I like that. Yeah, four year deal. Yeah. Now you're getting Tyro Williams, Robbie Anderson. Tight end, I can't remember his name right now. Cooper. Waller. Waller. Darren Waller. Yeah. Darren Waller. Probably the biggest surprise rookie running back who played with, what was it? It was a fractured shoulder. And he's still. Yeah, Josh Jacobs played with a fractured shoulder and he still killed it all year. The kid's tough. So you have all that. Now, it's only a two-year deal with Phillip Rivers. And the way I would like to structure the contract if it was me is I would try to make it more base in the first year. You lose a million for every interception. I go out there and be safe with the ball, Phillip. Not quite. Not quite. No, I'm, I'm going to try to make it more base money in the first year. Yeah. Just, or no, I'm sorry, more guaranteed in the first year. Switch that. That way, in the second year, if I've seen him put up a record 40 interceptions... Oh, you're going full Jameis, huh? Then I can then I can just or he's on the pace for forty interceptions, I then can just cut him. Because I may have a high enough draft pick. Golly, you can't cut me. I'm Phillip Rivers. Well you can cut. You could. And there's a there's there's two quarterbacks in next year's draft that are gonna be really good. And that's just two that we know of right now. So I think if if Phil Rivers plays the way I think he's going to play. He's going to suck. The Raiders will have a top five pick. And they'll get their quarterback next year that they'll have for a while. Tom Brady is not going to Las Vegas. No. Just just putting it out there. He's not going to Las Vegas. In fact, we uh, are we going to that banker tank thing we talked about earlier? Are we going to do that in this episode? Or no, no, no. It's going to be... That is going to be the episode before the 16th of March. Okay. Which will be the first 
when we do our when we do the episode on the 16th, that will be the first day of the legal tampering period. So the episode okay. before that. So Ben and I were just just to clear you in because we kind of rude to bring it up and not tell you what we're gonna do. You want to let them know what we're gonna do or? Yeah, let yeah. Know. we're gonna pick a uh, a bank player who it's not gonna be traditional banker tank. We're just calling a banker tank because yeah, you know we don't want y'all to forget about it. Um, have a player who we are gonna guarantee is gonna stay with the team he's on now. He will not go to another team. He will not leave in free agency. And then we will pick a player who we are absolutely positive will leave his current team and where he will end up. So that'll be, you know, and we obviously at that point we'll invite you all to, you know, leave leave your opinions too and your picks. and Absolutely. So, anyways, keep going with the Raiders. Sorry, just wanted to well, jump I mean, in there. They'll do some, um, we won't get into the, the draft uh, right now, but uh, they'll do some work there. And... They'll have about $8 million in cap space left over. So I think it sets them up pretty good, especially if they can structure Philip Rivers' contract to make it more heavy in the first year. So it sets them up, if he's bad, gone. Without any penalty, yeah. Right. Yeah. And if he's good, well, then you keep him. But realistically, he's aging. So how much does he have left in the tank? If he, if you can make him less of a gunslinger and more of a team manager, it might actually work because you have the talent. Hey, there's a zebra at the zoo. Yeah. If you could get him to change his stripes, that'd be great. It'd be a horse, right? Yeah. I guess it also I won't happen. And Philip Rivers won't not be a gunslinger either. I know. I'm just saying. That's why I'm. That's why I have him picking up Robbie Anderson to pair him with Tyrell Williams because I think it's just a. It's a nice. It's a nice pairing. It's a big, oh, I think that's a great move. It's a big receiver with Tyrell yeah. Williams. That's a great move. And then they got a nice receiver, Robbie Anderson. He's pretty reliable. He still has some speed. He's still relatively decently young. I think he's 27 years old. Good young tight end, great running back, decent line. It's it's It all hinges on what they do at quarterback, realistically. Now, if they wanted to go big, they could go big and get somebody else. They have a little bit more. They'll have the room because you know they go, they have to trade unless they don't trade Derek Carr, which would be crazy. Cause I don't see how they don't. As I, everything you read and everything you hear, it's just he is not long for the law of Las Vegas Raiders. No resign Antonio Brown. That would be a mistake. <laughs> Did you see what happened today? No. So he's uh, he's working out, right? Oh man. Now if you you were on, uh, I think it was a. Uh, it was on Twitter, but it was posted from Instagram. He's doing a bench. He's benching, right? Right. He did a couple reps. And the structure, I guess there's like bars higher up or like, like these stanchions that are higher up, but they weren't locked into place. So all of a sudden he's getting up after he dropped the, uh, the, the, the weights down. Right. One of the stanchions came flying down. Oh wow! He it missed it missed him. Oh good, okay. But he was it, it, the problem was the second one didn't miss him because oh. it was like two. I, it doesn't work on on a podcast, but it, so yeah, they can't me, see your hands. It's it's, it, it's a verbal it, show. It's like two vertical bars 
and there's like stanchions outside of the uh, the video, and one comes down, and you you see him like jumping to one side, and someone's yelling because it's coming down, and it missed him. But then the one on the other side came whacking him right on the head, oh. and then the camera goes out. Well, yeah. Well, he wasn't holding the camera; some other guy was, but. Well, and, hopefully, all kidding aside, hopefully he's all right, and that didn't. That didn't well, there was <clears throat> there was some jokes. Yeah, okay. and I can make a few, but there there was some I, concussion jokes. The guy we already considered to have some kind of well, he yeah, he already had he disorder. Seemed to have some yeah, issues. I just thought it was interesting that like, wow, yeah. that was that was strange. That's see. very yeah. I you know he's not you know he's not uh, working out on cheap gear like. No, no, no. It was weird. it was very weird too. It's like it seemed odd that it wasn't like Sean Gruden sabotaged his workout facility. It is a distinct possibility, <laughs> or Bill would maybe do something that you know. Who knows? I just thought it was interesting that I, I saw that on the internet just a few hours ago. So what else we got for Oakland? Anything? Uh, you mean Las Vegas? Wow, yeah, Las Vegas. It's gonna take a while. Uh, I have nothing. For Las Vegas right now until the draft. I just hope John and uh, Mike take my opinions seriously. I think they're good moves. And if you can lasso Phillip Rivers somewhat and you utilize that, that nice running back you drafted, which was a that was a home run. That was a home run drafting Josh Jacobs. He's going to want to play there too because that's a that's a division rival of the Chargers. Yeah, so he's, he's going to want to be there. So he gets to play him twice a year. Yeah, and then he can go back up to Denver and shit talk with the Denver Broncos like he usually does. And yeah, except he doesn't swear. No, he doesn't. So his 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 trash talk is very amusing. That's what that whole golly thing I just did about Philip Rivers was because he doesn't he, he doesn't swear. He, yeah, he doesn't. He uses weird like fill-ins for cuss words. It's it's pretty funny. Actually, just look it up on the internet. Hey, yeah. go YouTube. You'll see it. But I uh, know I don't have anything left on the Raiders. It's uh, that's all I have for them. All right. Well, anything else at all? Or are we gonna get out of here today? No, just be prepared because I got we got the Colts, the uh, Buccaneers, and the Falcons up next. It's all right. Really interesting. At least the Falcons will be with their salary cap. We know that much. Oh, that was fun. Yeah, that's that's gonna well not if you not if you're the Falcons. <laughs> no. But, uh, all right, that, that will wrap it up for us today. Please, as always, let us know what you think of any of our topics today, whether it be our conversation on the expansion of the playoff teams or our defensive and free agency breakdown or our pre-free agency team breakdown. We'd love to hear what you have to say, our opinions of anything you like or would like to hear on the show. And, Ben, where can they do that? No, they can go on Twitter. That's Ben, Chris, Talk, FO1. Or you can go on Facebook, Ben and Chris Talk Football. All right, ladies and gentlemen, for Ben, I am Chris. Thank you again for listening. We will see you right back here Tuesday morning. Thank you.